0: Hello everybody, Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone, and today I'm joined by the Queen of the North, Freya the Slaya. So how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. I'm Just recovering
1: so- from a long road trip last night.
0: Yes, I saw that. How has your weekends been going in the winter and all of that now, in this new year too? Um, They've been going good, but of course I had car trouble right before. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> and so I had to rent a car to get to my show last night, so... A little bit of chaos,
0: but it all turned out okay. Well, 2023 is definitely keeping us on our toes. You've we've settled into 2023 month now. It's now the month of February, but dare I say, 2022 was the best year of your wrestling career so far. What do you think? Hmm, that's tricky. I think you're right, though. I would say probably yes.
1: Um, just like places I got to wrestle, the amount of time I was wrestling full
0: time. Definitely. I suppose I didn't think about it, but I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, because last year I feel like you definitely blossomed into also what I would say is one of the arguable faces of OVW. You became a two-time OVW Women's Champion during that period. So how are you kind of feeling about the landscape of OVW right now and your contributions to the company last year? You did a lot. Yeah. Um. Honestly, it was a really great year. That was We also did a super
1: extensive tour last summer. And so that was the most I've probably ever wrestled weekly consistently, you know, like that was like a real full-time schedule where we were wrestling like four to five days a week for most of the summer. And so I don't think a lot of companies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Have that opportunity for you. And so I feel like for me, that was just beneficial wrestling, getting that many reps, like, wrestling a lot of the same people but wrestling often and so you know what i mean like instantly you're upping your game because you're just
0: doing so much wrestling yeah with prac with uh what is it practice makes perfect although nobody's perfect but yeah. get, like you said getting those reps in. you also kind of had some cool opportunities last year you obviously got to wrestle again for aew where you resurrected your name as freya states so i'm obviously i mean freya the slay states i should say but i'm mm-hmm. curious how did the states part come into your ring name for your aew appearances is there like a certain significance to it no, no. I honestly that's just the the name that I have on Facebook because Facebook wouldn't
1: let me have Freya and the Slayer. And so because like they don't want like I have a page Freya the Slayer, but if you want like a profile, mm-hmm. it has to look like a real name. And so that was that on there. And I'm not sure why I I haven't really asked, but I think I think they had someone, I don't know if they still do, who had like a slayer So Anna and Jay is the
0: Queen Slayer. That would be my guess. If I had to guess, I bet they wouldn't let me use it because of that. Oh, interesting. Even though it's spelled differently. Yeah, it's kind of her nickname, but it's your actual ring name. So I was just curious. So you kind of came up with the States part on your Facebook? or I had it on my Facebook already, and they just grabbed it off. Interesting. You just kind of chose, like, United States, States for... Yeah, it was just like
1: a super random thing. I used to run... Um, a wrestling company, Alaska called 49th state wrestling. And so it all full circle.
0: Yeah. A la- okay. That kind of ties in then. It's kind of, it goes with Queen of the North too. It's kind of yeah. a deeper meaning. I was just genuinely curious about it because it's, a, it's yeah. a little bit different than what you're kind of used to, but we're talking about last year and we do this thing on WrestleZone called a watch list feature. So over the last year or so, is there really a match of yours that you feel stands out or one that you feel the most proud of and why? Mm, that's a really great question. Um. I think
1: I definitely had some great matches with Layla Gray at OBW. Um, yes. I mean, between the tour and then us winning the belt from each other, we probably wrestled 50 times last year. Like maybe that's an exaggeration, but it feels like we wrestled all the time. And so I really liked some of the pay-per-view matches we ended up having, um, particularly the one after she had won the belt from yeah. me. Um like after the 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 rematch after that I thought we had a really great match otherwise um I really loved wrestling Abaddon at AEW as well um that was kind of a full circle moment because her and I had met when I wrestled there the very first time in 2020 yeah and we had a really great conversation and then like she had come back and then when I was there she she was like oh my gosh I saw your name, I really want to do a lot of, like, Lucha stuff. I think you could base for it all. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. That's, like, like exactly what she had in mind is also like the style. I like wrestling. And so we just had a really instant like chemistry of everything we wanted to do in the ring. So that was super fun as well. I feel
0: like your characters are kind of polar. She's not like fire per se, but it's more like the darker kind of, you know, a lot of her gear is like red and black and you're obviously traditionally like icy blue and some of that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a cool clash of just personas too as well and obviously getting to do some lucha stuff before that had you kind of delved into the lucha aspect of stuff yeah definitely so when I was training in Las
1: Vegas um lots and lots of lucha wrestling and so I based for it all I am not flippy whatsoever (laughs) but I did spend a lot of time just practicing you know that style of wrestling and so I felt super comfortable because I, I really practiced it mostly basing for guys. And so yeah. when she had these ideas of what she wanted to do, I was like, yes, I can 100%
0: do that with you. Like, we got it. And so she was super excited about it you also got to wrestle somebody who's also she's been going to CMLL a lot she is very flippy that being Lady Frost you finally got to have that match after manifesting it for a few years last October at WrestlePro so how was that finally working with her in kind of this battle of the ice queens we were talking about the last time I talked with you and it finally happened yeah no that was super fun um
1: it was really funny because we had both gotten new gear pretty soon before that show (laughs) and our gear matched our entrance jackets matched it was like so that was a really fun match because we got to play with that like the crowd started a you should be a tag team chant like even before we started wrestling and so that was super fun and that's one of my favorite companies to wrestle for anyway so all around it was just a great time
0: Now, was this your new gold gear, I assume? No, no. I dressed her,
1: and it was, like, shiny black and silvery white gear, and so she had just gotten gear that matched that as well, and then, of course, we both had the big long white, and she has her cloak, and then I had my big white jacket with the icicle spikes, and so we just really came out there looking like a team,
0: which was kind of fun. Hmm maybe maybe one day it's in the cartoon now to have finally had that one-on-one maybe you never know yeah I don't know know what you're you could do a lot with that but like I said I really loved your new gear that you recently debuted late last year that being your white and gold gear so can you kind of tell us more about I because I know you make a bunch of your gear so you kind of tell us about the creation of that and maybe the inspo or story Mm -hmm. behind it Yeah. Um, I actually did not make that gear. I had someone, um, reach out to
1: me about designing gear. And so I said, I want something kind of like warrior goddess inspired. And he came up with that. And then I had, um, Allie Parker, she sewed it and she's just so amazing. And so, um, no, I really, really loved that gear. And then she made a jacket with it. I had this, I saw, um, a woman out of Finland had this white leather jacket with like icicles. Um, And so I was like, I need a play on that. Like I talked to her and she said, go for it. And so I had her make me a jacket to go with it. And she's
0: just so incredible. It turned out so great. Is this the white fur jacket I saw with the stuff on the shoulders? Oh,
1: it's a different one. (laughs) You just have a bunch of, you have a really good stuff.
0: I'm just saying.
1: Thank you. I just, I mean, that's one of my favorite parts of wrestling is like, All of the look, like the whole package, the presentation of everything, and how you can change it up all the time.
0: And you kind of add you showed off a new kind of light up blue crown I seen before. So how how was the process of putting that together?
1: So the funniest thing was I went to Alaska for a show, completely forgot all of my crowns. And I was like, Oh boy, okay. But luckily it was right around Halloween. And so I just started hunting around and happened upon an ice queen crown and I, that lit up and perfect. So, I mean, it's just funny how things just fall into place sometimes.
0: Yeah. Well, and you got lucky to it around the time of year. Like I'm sure ice queen, ice princess is a popular kind of, yeah. like Elsa kind of. Yeah, definitely. Popular thing around Halloween. So you never know. I think you could bust that out really anytime it is winter season right now. How many crowns sure. are in your, co- are in your collection currently? Oh gosh uh oh I never there's, a, there's at least four or five like i'm envisioning off the top of my head
1: yeah so i started with like ones that were quartz and then yes then i have a black gold white i think i'm up to six now okay. that i say it yeah okay i have quite a few but then like certain ones are impossible to travel with yeah and then i have one that two that have broken from traveling with them and so like they're kind of like held together with glue and wire so I try not to travel with them much anymore but yeah I think I've gone through six incarcerations or in not incarceration reincarnation incarnations. there's a word (laughs) no not jailed just yeah recreated although the one is kind of of
0: busted it is kind of in
1: jail it's kind of paused that's true right yeah (laughs) it's on standby so it learns to hold itself together a little better
0: But earlier you were talking about last, I think you said last summer, you did a lot of stuff at OVW. And I don't know if this is where it all went down, but I know you wrestled a lot at fairs last summer. And you mentioned that you loved state fairs your entire life. And you began the carny life at age nine via your Instagram. So can you kind of elaborate on that statement? What was your involvement in the carny life, as you put it?
1: When I was young, I had a good friend whose mom would work at fairs and like have booths and sell stuff. And so I just started working with them and then other vendors. I mean, I've dabbled in henna booths, wax hands, the whole lots of different fair type things. And so it was always just like a thing I loved doing. And so it really was fitting joining wrestling and it being very carny. And so it was
0: was kind of full circle spending most of the summer wrestling at fairs. I'm curious, what was, like, the weirdest thing or the strangest thing that you would do, like, kind of working at these fairs? You've been working for a while now, since the age of nine. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. Nothing super weird. All pretty. Yeah, nothing nothing, uh, stands out as, like, out of the ordinary strange, but...
0: I feel like it all ties in together. Wrestling itself is kind of a performance art, kind of a circus to an extent, but kind Definitely. of talking about your childhood, you once, mentioned, you once mentioned before with me that you came from a family of survivors when you were talking about the resiliency in your life. So if you want, of course, can you kind of elaborate on that? Obviously only if you're comfortable with that.
1: Um, I think just like, I think honestly, everybody has probably gone through stuff. And so I think it's hard to say like, well, I've gone through things that are worse than anybody else. Do you know what I mean? Because I think when you delve down into things with anyone, you're like everyone, you know what I mean, has survived a lot. But I do think particularly a lot of the women in my family have gone through a lot of just difficult things like my mom's mom, her and her husband, my grandpa homesteaded in Alaska and then her husband died when she had six kids and lived in the middle of the woods in Alaska, you know, on a homestead farm. And so I think even just like that, you know, story of having to live in the middle of nowhere in Alaska, where it gets down to negative 60, and you've got six kids and the whole thing, you know, just even starting there, a lot of things that people overcame, and I think definitely have made me into the person I am now.
0: Yeah. You, have. I can't, I think, I think it was today. Yeah. I think it was on your story today where you were actually posting the temperatures of like, Oh yeah. The, the people yes. think that Alaska is always so cold, but you've seen mm-hmm. they've, they've been like high of a hundred and yeah. just to, just to be correct. Like this is negative 60, like Fahrenheit. Oh so yeah. It's, so it's, Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so like it's even they didn't colder. have my
1: hometown on that list, but uh, I looked it up cause I was curious and so I think our high was like 98 degrees and our low was negative
0: 66. Yeah. I can't. Now, okay. Do you, obviously it's really cold. Do you also get a lot of snow typically too?
1: Um. So the city I live in, actually it gets too cold to get a ton of snow. We get a lot of snow if it's a warm winter, but when it's really cold, it's too cold to snow interesting it's just frozen okay like yeah so just I mean you get, we'll get snow early in the winter and then it just sticks like you know how a lot of places it'll melt and then come back no once yeah. you have snow you have snow and it's very strange because um where I live is really actually like technically an arctic desert yeah and so it's very very dry crunchy strange snow like you can't make a snowball it won't stick together
0: wow mm-hmm Interesting. Cause we get a lot of snow. Cause I live in Buffalo. Like you hear, oh, yeah. we got the the blizzard uh, in December. Like we've had a mm-hmm. bunch of that stuff, but I was just curious because I, I think the lowest I've ever experienced is maybe negative 10. I can't imagine like negative 60, negative 70. That's just insane. But you're probably just used to it now. And it's probably made you tougher. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's. I don't know if you ever. Once you hit colder than like negative twenty, negative thirty, it's like it's just cold. Yeah. You're just it's it's really not a big difference. You're frozen, and so like everyone has to plug their car in in the winter, yeah. and then the whole thing. Like once it gets to that temp, everything just everything doesn't want to work. Honestly, once no. you get past like negative <laughs> twenty, so there's really not a lot of difference. Other than it really does start hurting to breathe outside.
0: Fair. Yeah, it's not, like, natural for humans to breathe in, like, no. bitter, bitter, bitter cold. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and kind of talking about growing up, obviously growing up, you had a few different dreams for yourself in mind way before professional wrestling. And you initially went to college for graphic design and marketing. So when and where did this interest in graphic design and marketing start for you? Um.
1: Honestly, like, while I was in high school, probably... Um, I did like a lot of yearbook stuff and just photography and editing there. And then once I got to college, I realized how useful of a skill it was because I started getting employment, just having basic skills in it. And so I originally thought I wanted to go to school for business, hated that. And so was like, you know what, why don't I take something that has already proved to be useful for me and then just go from there. And it's actually really funny. I feel like all of the things that I did pretty much before I was wrestling all have come full circle to really help me in wrestling. Because I, I so many other wrestlers are like, "Wait, you can design all your own stuff?" And I'm, yeah. yeah. And so it's like very odd how it all worked together so well.
0: Yeah, and I think this was after you graduated, but you mentioned you obviously had some jobs that you got because of that, including at a newspaper doing layout and design work, but kind of what was the original dream you envisioned yourself doing with this degree in graphic design and marketing?
1: Um, ooh, uh, honestly, working in journalism was kind of my goal, and so... Um I did that in college too like I had been doing journalism all 4 years of college and so I really thought I wanted to work in some sort of like newspaper, magazine, print media, but I turned out I did not want to do that. And so flipped but it was I I enjoyed it at the time, I just knew I couldn't do it forever.
0: Now kind of a two-part question you said that you realized it obviously wasn't for you so what was kind of the catalyst to make you realize that and then prompted your decision to pursue education instead for your master's degree um
1: so a lot of people in my family are teachers and so i had been substitute teaching off and on as well um just kind of in between jobs and then I realized I was enjoying substitute teaching more than my real job. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go back for my master's, try that, and kind of go from there. My, I enjoyed my, my like side job. My side hustle was just so much more enjoyable than my full-time job. And then I was in Michigan at the time, and so we were just talking about snow. And Michigan, especially where I was like on the lake, gets the worst snow I'd ever experienced in my life worse than anywhere I'd been in Alaska just like I remember me and my neighbors would have to dig out our road to get our cars out of it and then where I lived was right on the lake or where I worked was an hour and a half right on the lake as well and so it was normally like an hour drive but then sometimes in the winter it would take two to three hours to get there and I worked weekends and nights so I'd work from like four to midnight and so after doing that for about a year I was like no way I don't know how people
0: do this. For the newspaper job. Yes. Okay. Now, where was um in relation to where you were, how far was the middle school teaching job? Uh, that was maybe only a half hour. Okay. When I was
1: really hustling, I would drive a half hour to go teach, teach all morning, and then drive another half hour to go work at the newspaper for the rest of the night.
0: And then Okay. So I don't know what exact subject or subjects did you exactly teach to the middle schoolers? Um,
1: so when I was substitute teaching, I taught anything,
0: but then mm-hmm. once I was teaching at
1: the school that I worked at, yeah. I primarily taught um, English, math. Um, mm-hmm. I taught a lot of subjects just because I was at a smaller school. Yeah. So like I could teach everything and I taught everything at least once. But Um, I'm a reading interventionalist is like the main thing I was trained in. So like if you get to middle school and you're still having difficulty reading, like what can we do to really help you get those skills? Because like reading is so important. I think, you know what I mean? So what were you missing some school? Like what piece of the puzzle is missing and that we can kind of implement quickly to help you get up to the reading level or closer to the reading level you should be at?
0: That sounds like a really, obviously, I believe you were teaching at an in at an indigenous school. Mm-hmm. So that had to have been really kind of rewarding for you too, especially kind of with, you have a little bit of a background tying into that, I believe mm-hmm. we had discussed last time. So yeah. how how rewarding your experience overall, obviously you kind of strayed away from that to, to pursue wrestling, but how was that experience for you overall it had to have been really rewarding it sounds like in some aspects.
1: It was. I really enjoyed it. I felt like I was really good at it, but it was hard for me not to take it home. Like once you get so connected to these students and you're so worried about them and you really want to see them succeed, like you can't, it's not like a normal job where you can just leave and you clock off and you're done. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're dealing with people, with human beings. And so I honestly got really, really burnt out doing it for a few years. And even though I felt like I was still good at it I just didn't know if emotionally I could keep doing it I was like am I gonna still be successful in this and am I it is like can I teach at my full potential if I'm this stressed all the time and I don't think I could no you gotta especially with COVID
0: definitely well oh Yeah. yeah well especially you got to take care of yourself before you can kind of take care of others as they say. And obviously, like you said, you realized kind of a bit later on that you were kind of burnt out. So when in place then, was there anything between um, teaching and wrestling? I was wrestling while I was teaching. That's right. That's Mm -hmm. right.
1: Yeah. And that was the other thing that I, I would use up my leave so quickly trying to get to shows That I um, was like, okay, I can always go back to teaching. Like I still have degrees in it. They're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. I think I just need to quit, wrestle full time and see, you know, if I can pull that
0: off. And you have, you evidently have now that wrestling is full time for you, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 So I'm curious when the timeline of it, like college, when did you start teaching? I believe you started wrestling 2015, 2016 ish. If mm-hmm. I'm getting things right. When did Somewhere you start teaching? Oh my gosh. Time
1: dates. I, oh gosh. If, it,
0: if it's easier, do you remember when you started your master's? That A couple kind of... of years
1: before that. Okay. So I think I had been teaching maybe two years before I started wrestling. Okay. Somewhere in there. Yeah. But it's just so funny. Like even this year, I I don't know. I'm not good with timelines. Like I, I can't <laughs> believe we're already in February. I can't believe the year zoomed by. I'm like, wait, it's still it's still early January, right? And so yeah, no. How not was- a time person yeah
0: how was that transition for you kind of getting yourself lined up to go this will close this out we'll close out with this but how did how did that transition go for you kind of you're like i'm you made that decision i'm gonna stop teaching i'm gonna make wrestling full-time that's scary because like i just started doing like wrestling media full-time and it like mm-hmm. you it's it's hard to like have that confidence in yourself financially schedule wise how was that transition for you to going full-time in wrestling then
1: um, at first it honestly, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I put in my resignation for my job. And then right after that, maybe less than a month COVID happened. Oh and I yeah. Was like, oh, that was a horrible idea. So it was honestly, at first I was uh, super bummed because I had quit to wrestle full time and there was practically no wrestling. And so it was just like, really come on. But luckily, um, Luckily, the school that I was going to in Las Vegas was still running. And so I just started like I I didn't officially move, move to Vegas. Well, I guess I kind of did. I had an apartment, but I was kind of going back and forth where I would live there for a few months, go back to Alaska for a bit, back to Vegas
0: for a few months and kind of did that back and forth for off and on for, I want to say, two years. And it obviously worked for you now you're in around Louisville right now right? Yep. Yeah, and then after that, yep, went to Kentucky. Yeah. So you you've been around you've been around and it's been working out for you. So you you've been doing a lot of cool stuff recently I feel like especially like we said last year you kind of blossomed out I feel like you were really one of the cool faces of OVW what is your schedule looking like what can we look forward to to the future of Freya this year oh okay um I
1: just started wrestling for this company called CCW they're out of Florida coastal but championship are- wrestling yep. yeah so I'm wrestling for them this Saturday in Nashville. Really excited for that show. I'm having a rematch with Ashley D'Ambois. We wrestled actually at WrestlePro a year or two ago. And so I'm really excited to wrestle her again. Um, Got a lot of really fun shows coming up. I'm wrestling a bunch of shows in Tennessee. Um, I've just recently been training a little bit with uh, Dr. Tom. And so, kind of working with other people in that area. Um, So I'll be wrestling with Joe Kazana Promotions or Productions in Petros, Tennessee. That's in March seventeenth, and I believe I'm wrestling Ellie Dream Girl, which we wrestled a ton of times, like okay, another and OVW all over. So that'll be fun. Um, Yeah, I have a pretty packed schedule already, which is awesome. Um, I think the other big one that stands out is uh, I'll be at the Squared Circle Expo in Indianapolis in April. And so I think that show and that um, con will be just really fun. So the Queen of the North is kind of the Queen of the Midwest now, you could say. Really? I mean, yeah. (laughs) In the last few weeks, I've wrestled in Florida, Tennessee, Ohio, Indiana, all over i have really over. Been putting a lot of miles on the road lately.
0: Yeah. Hopefully your car holds up and you don't need to panic. <laughs> <future. We'll see. laughs>
1: but- I know. I think I think a new car is somewhere in my future. Cause I really like with all the shows, like I really want to start expanding where I'm wrestling at, but like that's just such a thing for wrestling, is like all of that travel. And I don't know. Flying, I'm not a huge fan of flying if I don't really? have to. no. <laughs> Fair
0: enough. Have you wrestled in New York? Yes. You have? Okay. I don't think... Yeah. Okay. I was just curious because, I, I mean, I'm more upstate New York, but I was mm-hmm. curious. New York City is like a faraway landscape from where I am right Yeah. Now, but... I wrestled for... When I wrestled um, Lady Frost, that was in New York. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's ironic you mentioned Ashley Domboise because her interview was actually airing the week before yours. So... Really? Oh, too funny. Yes. So, but... Thank you so much for joining me here today. Before we let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? You can find me on Twitter,
1: Instagram, Facebook, Freya the Slayer. So I, th- I think it's S-R-E-Y-A. I think there's then, an uh, underscore
0: in there. On there's Twitter, an underscore
1: for Twitter yeah. and then there are periods for Instagram. I wish they were the same, but they're not. Someone's cat actually has my... Instagram handle the one
0: that matches my Twitter. Oh, so funny! So at least it, it's a good cat name, Freya. That's the true. The it is. Mm-hmm. It is, Freya. Thank you so much for joining me here today. It's been a pleasure awesome. as always. You.